are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. Tonight on the Band from Ringside Podcast, we're going to be talking to wrestling professional Paco Gonzalez about the Glory Pro Wrestling main event this Sunday in Edwardsville. We're going to be talking about... um, some more WWE stuff. The Elimination Chamber's coming up, and Jason Bell's not here, so we can talk like men. <laughs> Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. Ditch that 9 to 5. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, and welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. I'm your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Swiss Family Jobinson. And to Jesus my right, Christ. as always, we have two beers. Zach Bowman. What's going on, Zach? Uh, not much, man. I'm glad to be back. I uh, I couldn't ditch that 9 to 5 last year and last week. No, last week you had, to, you had to attend to some things, didn't you? I did, yeah. And did. Uh, we missed you. I think we uh, pointed out a couple times in the episode that we we missed you. You did, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, Even we, if it's just fluff. Yeah, we were lying. It yeah. didn't mean a thing. And to his right, as always, we have Jason Cornelius. What? what? No, JCB's not here tonight. To his right, as always, we have Paco Gonzalez, a uh, local wrestling star, uh, getting ready to star in the main event at the Glory Pro Wrestling event this Sunday at Edwardsville, and what's the name of the venue again? Uh, it's the Vidala Bean Center, which is at SAUE. No, it's not? It, no, it's the uh, Meridian Ballroom. Oh, Meridian it's Ballroom. The Meridian yeah. Ballroom. That's says better. Hey, how you doing, Paco Gonzalez? Good, thanks for hey. being on Band from Ringside. <laughs> no, thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited here. We've had officially two guests here on the show. Uh, the first one was Kurt Stallion. Kind of a dick. Not really sure what this problem was. I'm not surprised by that. Not really sure what this problem was at the time, but uh, we're happy to have you. Um, now you are uh, in Glory Pro Wrestling. Yeah, and you've been wrestling for many years. Uh, where are you from originally? Uh, I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. Uh, I was born on the South Side. Literally grew up about five minutes away from uh, White Sox Park. If anyone knows exactly where Comiskey? that is, yeah, Comiskey or what's it called now? Guaranteed Rate Field. Uh, well, yeah, it, it used to be U.S. Cellular. It went I from think? like U.S. Cellular. I, they change their name every other. But you're wearing a Cubs hat. I love the Cubbies, and I get a lot of heat for that all the time in That's this area. Good. You <laughs> yeah, should, but you should wear it, man. As I, a Cardinals fan, I never understand the Cubs hate. I think it's something that we should both it's a, embrace. It's a fun rivalry. I like, agree. I I agree completely. Like baseball's coming back soon. You got to love that little baseball rivalry in there. But For sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, from Chicago. Uh, moved out to the suburbs. Like my, uh, my mom, she got remarried, so we moved out there. And then I came down here for college uh, at SIUE, actually. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so that's why uh, Sunday's even more like special for Have me. Have you ever wrestled in Edwardsville before? In Edwardsville, yeah. So, uh, for PWCS, they one time ran, uh, it was like one of the Legion, the golf yeah. course Legion, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah. It's like right behind my house, actually. I, I can watch the fireworks every year, yeah. like right there. And so, I think I've, I've watched you at, uh, in Glen Carbon, too, which is like right, right, yeah, right, right next, next to door. fucking, it's the same town. Yeah, basically. I've wrestled all over, like their Collinsville, even all in it for like Glory Pro when they run there, as you know, and then any other company that runs in that building, too. Right on. So, um, when did you catch the wrestling bug? I mean, you're the only oh, pro God. wrestler sitting in this room. I've always said if I could go back 20 years, I think I would have. Because I didn't, I didn't really catch the wrestling bug again until I was about 31, 32. Mm-hmm. I'm 38 now. But I think if I would have 
felt the way I feel about wrestling right now, I would have started 18, 19, 20. So when did you catch the wrestling bug? Yeah, I, I watched it from as far back as I remember. I remember I used to watch it with my older cousin, and that's how I kind of first got into it, like kind of just watching it when he had it on TV. And then obviously as I got older... Is that just, WCW or WWE? It was always or? WWE, always. He was never a WCW guy. Yeah. Uh, so it was always WWE. Every, like I remember seeing like guys like Kurt Angle on there and The Rock. I remember like one of like the first things I saw was... Kurt Angle's gold medals get stolen from him and yeah. him flipping out about that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that's always stuck in my head, but it always did. And yeah, just growing up, continued watching it, even throughout high school, like even when it was the unpopular thing, I I didn't care. Like I I wore wrestling shirts all the time. Like people would always give me crap like they're like, Do you what was own your, anything else? What was your best wrestling shirt? I used to love the Randy Orton shirts. I, I don't know why, but yeah. they, I used to always rock them and think I was like the coolest person in the world. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 23 right 20, now. You're yeah. 23? Yeah. Holy shit. Well, I, I could tell because when he said, like, as far back as I remember, it's like Kurt Angle RKO. I'm like, oh, man, I feel old now. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, the reason why I'm surprised is because you seem... Younger. No, no, not younger. Oh, I was going to say older. I always get younger. I <laughs> well, always. I was going to say you seem very polished in the ring because I've seen you wrestle three times. Uh, I've seen you wrestle three matches with Danny Adams in person. Mm -hmm. You know, the dog collar match is the one that stands out to Always me. Is, yeah, that's probably my favorite match. <laughs> I watched a couple of your matches on YouTube. So how long have you been wrestling? It's going on four years now. Uh, yeah, and I appreciate you saying how, like, my ring work looks good. And that's honestly all the credit to the training I've got. Like, I've been blessed to get, like... Not only Elgin's trainings, but then so many other outside opinions, like with Elgin, like taking like every one of the trainees to like Ring of Honor shows. Like you go there and you watch and you see these like like the guys you want to be basically, and you're right. watching and listening to that. So I just soaked every up everything in I can, and I feel like that's that's the only reason like that I'm it like in the position I'm at. It's just because of uh, everyone that's helped me along the way and given me so much advice. So from it's four years from, so you you've been taking bumps for four years. Yeah, uh, even a little before that, um, because even before I started training with Elgin, I first trained with Mustafa Ali uh, for a while back in Chicago. He's a stud. Yeah, he was great. He, him, like, still the things he taught me, I still uh, remember every time. Is he I'm a Chicago guy? Yeah, he's from around that area. Um, and just, that's what made the transition from like, when I stopped training from him, there was about maybe a four or five month period be before I started training with Elgin again, but I still like remembered everything that Ali taught me. So going into training with Elgin, it just made everything so much easier. Cause it was just everyone, it was me and Dan, uh, when we started off and it just made uh, the whole like learning process just so much easier just cause like. He just had to kind of fine tune me and then kind of like, we're uh, just focus like on Danny a little more and he just was able to combine like my, the learning experience I had uh, bringing Dan and me up at the same time and just it helped uh, both of us learn and grow so much faster so did you and Danny Adams come in at the same time yeah we both started training we were Elgin's first two students oh really that, yeah that he had we were the first two and yeah, we were basically like his, I don't know, guinea pigs in a way a little bit. Because, yeah. I mean, obviously what he taught us worked just because like, if you look where both me and Danny are, like both of us, I feel just the, from what he taught us and from the learning experience that we got from him, it's just 
sort of 10 times more than where I felt like some people are at like the same stage that we're at. Now, what's the hardest part about, I mean, did you wrestle in high school or anything? Yeah, no, I uh, wrestled amateurly in high school. Uh, wasn't the best <laughs> just because uh, I came into it. Obviously, I, I went into it with a mindset is like, this is going to help me become gonna be a banned better from pro wrestler. <laughs> right. so, uh, uh, but, so I didn't like really wrestle beforehand too much. So I kind of had to learn everything on the fly. But it definitely helped me mentally. Just like amateur wrestling. Yeah. You mean. And yeah. The, yeah. And then also, too, like a lot of the footwork, obviously, it comes from amateur wrestling. So there's a lot of moves that I was able to pick up on it because the movements were kind of the same thing and everything yeah muscle that's, memory and, yeah, yeah exactly yeah for sure um how many times have you wrestled danny adams in front <laughs> of lost, people i've lost count i have 20 30 and okay, maybe i'm pushing it with 30 but it's got to be in the high double digits really yeah it's there's there's some matches that's never even been released out i can think of a couple of them that i remember there was one we had in uh, the training era, we trained out for like a beyond, like a kind of one of those small beyond tapings that they used to do. Yeah. And I remember me and Dan were both like, like that was like one of the first times where like everything just clicked perfectly for us in that match. And we're like, God, I like, God, that was perfect. Like, I, I can't wait to see it. Like, I kind of just want to see how it looked. Never saw it. <laughs> no, <laughs> really? No, we never saw that. Well, I always go back to that match in Alton. Uh, I, I, because we've talked about it because we were there as a podcast from Band from Ringside because we had the Glory Pro, uh, you know, we we were sponsors for the show. And um, that was our favorite match of the day was the dog collar match between you and that Danny Adams, which had the big spot. The table spot. The table spot yeah. off yep. the uh, top rope, which is a lot of fun. Uh, Got some color. So yeah. when you learn how to do a table spot, there really is no learning. I know. I was gonna, well, that, that's kind of my question. Like, how, how many times do you practice it? Or, the, or do you what just, you saw do you was just us fucking pra- do it? What you saw was us practicing it. <laughs> like, we, we had no idea how it was going to go. I remember... I was just, as I stood at the top rope, like, I was thinking, I was like, this isn't as high as I thought it was going to be. And I was like, God, I hope, I hope I'm having enough to put pressure enough to get him through. And when it, we, when we did go through, I remember it was just a sense of relief. Like, oh my God. Were you worried the table wasn't going to break? Yeah, I was very worried. Well, I mean, you're not a huge guy, but you're not a tiny guy no no but i just like i i I, uh picked up the table from uh where we got like it was at the training place i picked it up and drove it to the show and the whole time i was just kind of looking at it in the rear view mirror in the back of my truck and i'm like god that is thick like that is really (laughs) thick like oh god and i'm thinking like maybe if i like you pop the crowd though i i'm glad i'm just happy it worked and he was too like we both it was just both of us were just so happy that Everyone enjoyed it, basically. So before we came on the air, um, I was telling you that, uh, you know, in anticipation of tonight's podcast, I told you that I went back and watched the match between you and ACH on YouTube. And ACH is a big indie star. Like, he's he's awesome. And as a guy that's only 23, I mean, I would say ACH is probably eight, nine years older than you, right? Is he not that old? I, I honestly have no idea. But I mean, what's, I know he, he's oh. older than me. All right. So, um, like, when you're getting ready to face ACH, like, what do you do to in preparation for that match? Uh, I mean, uh, it was, it was like I, I think I even put it on Twitter. It was the biggest test that I like. Honestly, 
in my wrestling career that I had, like, because, uh, for one, AEW is a place I've been working at for about going on a year now. And AEW is dope. Yes. And I, I love working there. It is, it is one of my favorite places, if not my favorite place to wrestle. And it's just, so them giving me that match after like so long, just cause like I used to go there, like when I first started off wrestling, like I went there one time with Elgin. He brought me and Danny. I remember we had a match. It was terrible. I remember thinking after I was like, I'm never getting booked here ever again. You and Danny's match, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a, it was a tag team match. It just, it did not go well. I, I, both, both me and Danny were just so devastated. Like we we're like, we're never getting booked here ever again. Uh, so after we, we would go, we'd, help set up like not get anything maybe get a high from the booker and then help set tear down clean up everything drive home and we like both of us we did that for months on months on months and then finally like they asked me to take a crazy spot i took it and then they gave me a match where I just got the shit beat out of me. I don't know. Can I swear in this? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, Fuck perfect. yeah. We uh, encourage you. Yeah. I got the absolute shit beat out of me. And By whom? Justice Jones. I don't know if you know that name. Yeah. I, I do. don't even think he's wrestling now anymore. I'm not sure. But it, there, there was a... Uh, fucking wait be, before you go too far what was the big spot that they asked you to take uh it was he had me like a razor's edge and threw me outside of the ring onto like two people and they caught me and then the next month they gave me the match where he beat the fuck out of me right. fucking almost broke my back literally like he powerbound me onto the steps but I, my lower back hit the edge of the steps like that. Like that, I just hit the mic. No, you're good. Like that, and it was one of the worst pains I ever felt. And Ugh. the the like the crowd, like they felt sympathy for me, and that's kind of how I got my booking there. And it just from all these multi man matches to just getting my ass beat over and over again, the for them to finally give me a match like one on one with ACH was huge. So, um. Like, did they, do you think that you were being put through some tests? Like, hey, can this guy take this type of punishment and I then we'll never book looked him? At it at, like, I never looked at anything beforehand as test. I looked at it as just me paying my dues. This is, I, I, I mean, I knew the business, like, I know, like, this is just what you have to do. Like, you have to just what you get, take it and be grateful for it and keep on coming back. And that's what I did there. And you think Justice Jones was kind of testing you like as a <laughs> as a veteran and you were kind of a newbie and to, to be, I, I mean to be honest i think he just just trying to show his manpower and I mean beat the absolute crap out of me just because like i said and I maybe pop the crowd maybe a little yeah. i'm not sure uh it was just it was it was a blessing in disguise i guess in a way just because uh, it sucked taking it but at the same time i'm glad it happened because i don't know if i'd have aw right now I kind of got really off subject to what you're talking about with ACH, but um, oh no, you're fine. <laughs> uh, no, going in, yeah, but going into the match with ACH, yeah, I definitely looked at it as a test for me to like for them to see like, all right, can you hang with like a top guy like ACH? And I definitely like it. Definitely was on my mind the whole time, like driving there. Like I was just for some reason, I just I couldn't stop thinking about it. And like, do you live here? Yeah. Yeah, you live here, mm-hmm. but that match was in Chicago. Yeah, okay. uh, we always make it's usually we got a St. Louis carload that we all drive up there together, so it all works. How many out. guys? It's, it, usually a full carload, about four, sometimes five, even. The uh, really depends. It's usually uh, me, uh, Stallion, 
and uh, the besties, uh, Vega and Fidget. Oh, they're awesome. Yeah, uh, no, they're great. Yeah, so we have a uh, we have a competition going on here at the podcast that uh, we predict the pay per views, the WWE pay per views, mm-hmm. and whoever has the lowest point total, Bill, <laughs> that's me, has to take a chop. Oh, from Kurt Stallion. I've taken. So I have a scar still on my chest right now from the last time he chopped. Oh, cool! Yeah, that's great. That's so, great. So uh, we watched him and Martin Stone beat the fuck out of each other. Yeah, yeah. him and Martin Stone had a great match. No, that, I know. I, yeah, I I watched that match. That was like one of the few matches that I watched from the show actually. And I yeah, they, that, yeah. that's when we came up with the stipulation. So what's it, what's it feel like? Um, well, I, I was gonna say I'll invite you to give me a chop too after. Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah, I know. I'll just take chops <laughs> from I, everybody. I, I I think I I think I chop just as hard if not harder than Stallion. Well, and there's he no was way kill and, me for saying that, but I hope I hope he hears it. Do you hear that, Stallion? <laughs> Paco Gonzalez says he can chop. I guess I can be the judge of that. You can be. Yeah, I guess unless whoever chops me first numbs up my chest. Uh, good enough to where I don't feel the second one. We'll but, give it like a week in between or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll make it yeah a, that, a whole, that's just, what I'm looking for. Yeah. You know, we have Sam the Engineer. He predicts stuff with us too, but actually at this point he's beating me, so it. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, well, I, what's it feel like? Um, with, there's a big star coming through Edwardsville this Sunday. Big time star. Yeah. Uh, Nido is coming through. What's it feel like being on a... Is, it's, it's surreal, honestly. It's crazy. It's just... Because you're main eventing a card that, that has Naito yeah. on it. <laughs> Naito's about... He's about as good as they come. Yeah. Really. No, he's great. It's huge. It's great. Like, when they first announced it... Oh, I, I knew a little... Like, a couple weeks before they announced it, and immediately I knew. I was just like, this is... Like, the show's going to sell out in the first five minutes. Like... Is yeah, like, we were we were worried about that. Yeah, I I, I had to even like put tickets on reserve for people, but uh, no, like it's great. Like when they brought in uh, Mara Fuji, even like being in the like kind we of had same, a great match with Dom and Dijak. It was awesome. I, like, Frenemy of the show. Yeah, I was Frenemy of the show. I loved them. I think I was like sitting next to the commentating booth and just marking out the whole time just like oh, yeah. oh my god it was awesome and no, being and that same card had Cody Rhodes and Michael Elgin yeah. which was also god, that spectacular that card was huge god. it was huge yeah. I mean it really was when you think about it yeah but no being in, uh, it's just I always just try to be prof- like just be professional obviously around them obviously and you know, if I if I can't if I get the chance to talk to them, I'll maybe strike up a conversation. If I can pick their brains a little, I probably will too. At the same time, yeah. But uh, we'll you know we'll see. I I've never met uh, Nido before. I've heard nothing but great things though. What wrestler of all the cards that you've worked have you picked the brain of the most besides Michael Elgin? Because obviously he trained you. But yeah, uh, is, is there anybody else that's been around that you've talked to that? I mean, everyone I've talked to, I've picked their brains in some way, uh, in some some shape or form. I've, there's no like one person where I'm like, I need to go find out this person and talk to them. But no, like anyone in the locker room, like if they like say something about my match or something, I ask, oh yeah, did you watch it? Like, and if they say yeah, I watch the whole thing, I'll ask them their advice on it. Like, and that's anyone from like guys who like 
DJ Z, uh, even a lot, or yeah. even Kingston, or even got Vega and Fidget. Like, I, like I love hearing their advice, and it's especially like since we ride home together, like so I can ask them. Like, I, Vega is one of the like people who gives me just countless advice anytime yeah, he's I cool. ask him. Yeah, no, he's great like that. Yeah, and and that's what's cool. It's just about like everyone I've encountered. Like, if I ask them, it's like, hey, do you like? Can you watch my match and then like give me some feedback? They'll do it. And like, and that's what I'm even trying to do now with like the new trainees that Elgin has, like like Savannah Stone or Rain. Like I'll try anytime they have a match, like I'll try to watch it and just give, give my little two cents on it, just like little things. So uh, coming up this Sunday in Edwardsville, you got a big big match for the belt for the Glory Pro belt against Kurt Stallion and Jake Something. Ooh, it's going to be fun. I know. So what can we expect from that triple threat match? I'm a big fan of triple threat matches, as fans of the podcast know. <laughs> I do enjoy triple threat matches, too. I really like they them. They make fun of me because they think I like them too much, but I do like <laughs> triple threat matches. They're so fun. what can we expect from a match between you, Jake Something, and Kurt Stallion? Probably a lot of chops. Uh, knowing Stallion and myself and something that we probably will do something stupid. I, I don't know what. I have <laughs> right. no idea. Stanley's stupid. I'm stupid, too. And something's big, so he can do yes. something stupid to us. Yes, both, right. Probably. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm looking forward to it, though. It's going to be it's gonna be something, like I said, SIUE holds a special place in my heart. So yeah. I'm hoping to add another special memory to that. And then you got Naito versus AR Fox. That's going to be awesome, too. And then we have... Uh, yeah, it's the so, besties in the world. Yes, versus Ever Connors and a partner of his choosing. And so where are the other matches on the card? Uh, there's uh, Savannah Stone versus uh, Lufisto. Uh-huh. There's a, a this is a six way or four? I, no, it's a six man uh, featuring guys like uh, Sammy Callahan, Brandon Espinosa. Can't remember who else is all in that match. Uh, Hakeem Zayn, I think he's in that match too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, winner of that gets a shot at the Glory Pro uh, Championship. So he's going to be kind of fighting you. So yes. yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. you're going to win. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that would be cool, though. That would be cool. That would be. Awesome. Uh, what else is on there? Do you? Uh, this on, so you you head. haven't talked through the match with those guys at all. Mm-mm. No, we probably. I, I mean, I'll I don't. See, I don't. We only get. We don't need to get two inside baseball I, here. I see, but yeah, we. I. I have. I've been. We haven't came up with anything. Like we We got a. We all three of us have AW Saturday, and we come back here Sunday. I guarantee you, we probably won't talk about it at all. I remember. The day I, I remember talking to Kurt Stallion in this room, and we were talking about that match between him and Myron Reed, and I was talking about the ending, and he goes. And he kind of talked about his thinking going towards the ending. He goes, well, we then we did A and then B and then C and then D. And he went through literally 10 or 12 moves like that. I mean, within 10 seconds. And I think that's that's cool that that's the way that you pros yeah. work. That oh, well, that's, that's the way you guys think. Stan, yeah. And Stanley, he's got just a, such a great mind for wrestling. Like, like he, a trap. Yeah. He, he Excuse me. He really does. Like 
we like whenever I wrestle with him, it's so easy to put together my, like because even if I don't have a good idea, if I can just maybe like just spitball something, like he has the ability to turn it into. He's like, okay, let's do this, that, and that, and it's working with him is just so easy just because he knows how to use his moves and like combine them with your moves and to just put together like the matches you see like there was there was one time uh me and him at uh in tennessee or yeah it was tennessee we had a match we didn't call anything but the last about four minutes and it was probably one of the easiest and funnest matches i had and then we went like a solid 16 minutes just I called think. in the ring just all we yeah we barely even we just just literally just felt it out beat the absolute shit out of each other you want to talk about chopping hard god damn <laughs> so who's beat the shit out of you the most kurt stallion or Everybody justice jones probably right now it's stallion <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really? getting up there yeah uh, i'm not only seeing every weekend or something. not worried about that chop not no. worried about that chop at all <laughs> <laughs> not, even gonna, not even gonna hurt Ooh. so i got three final questions for you and then i know you get a hard out so we can get you out of here um so who's the favorite person that you've ever wrestled nobody's you, gonna get nobody's gonna get mad at you it's honestly probably a tie between uh, Danny and Stallion. Okay, just because both of them, I have such great chemistry within there. Like, yeah. I there there is even I don't even if you noticed, but the the match me and Danny had not the dog collar match, but the match before there was a huge fuck up on my part. And but we have that ability that we didn't even need to talk. Like we just knew, okay, we're gonna do this and that, and we were able to fix it and hide it. And I don't think anyone really even noticed. I'm not gonna say where. I'm gonna see if you can't figure that out. Um, oh, I we talked about granted, it for like a yeah. half hour on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I do drink a little bit at those shows. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We we do. We kind of get and then after with it. Stanley, like I said, like the fact that me and like I was actually nervous about not calling anything, and he's just like just just go out there and just feel it and it was like i said it was so e- i remember when we got back i was like holy shit that was so easy and he's just like i told you nice and uh, i there's i feel very few people that you can have that type of chemistry with especially in this business sure so the second question is of anybody that it's that you think you're gonna wrestle in the near future or could wrestle in the near future who would that be um I would personally love to wrestle Ray Phoenix over at AW. Yeah. I would, uh, just because I look up to him in such a huge way that it would, I just, I think it would be a fun match. Uh, I'm trying to think who else is. You know, I'm just going to stick with that. That's good. <laughs> and the third one is dead or alive, anybody you could wrestle, just fantasy, just have a match Sean with. Shawn Michaels? Michaels. There it is. That's his dude. Yeah. That's his dude. I love Shawn. Uh, the his the match with him and Undertaker at WrestleMania Two? twenty. Uh, not uh, no. Or one. Uh, n- number one. Number one. Number one. Uh, I remember uh, in high school, like I hadn't like. I watch. I still was going, watching wrestling, but like I don't know. Like I could even feel myself just kind of like sl- gradually falling out of it. And then I remember that match happened, and it was like I was four years old again. Like I was, like, I was like <laughs> screaming at the TV, like counting along with it. And it like it made it like I don't know if it made me re-fall, re-fall in love with wrestling, but it definitely like solidified like I love this. Like it, right on, man. I, that that was the match that kind of just did it for me. Cool. Hey, everybody, that's Paco Gonzalez, number one contender for the Glory Pro Championship. 
Crown of Glory Championship. Crown of Glory Championship, sorry. And it, they will be this Sunday, February 18th, in Edwardville, Illinois, at the... Uh, Meridian Ballrooms. Uh, it's. I should know this stuff. I'm the host. Not, <laughs> uh, yeah, I already it, have my tickets, though. The building, <laughs> the, the building is the Morris University Center. Muck. Yeah, the Muck. Exactly. I love the Muck. I, as a freshman, the Muck was the place to go. I loved it. Going there, hungover, get a burger, get some fries. It was, oh, good times. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, it's in the Morris University Center, the Mid- Midian Ballroom. If you just get into the Morris University Center, you can't miss the Midian Ballroom. Paco Gonzalez versus Kurt Stallion versus Jake something. Hey, I can speak for band from Ringside. We're working for, we're rooting for Paco Gonzalez. You I know, appreciate you that. You know, fuck those other guys. You know? Well, that's just because you're <laughs> Jake something seems cool. I mean, Kurt Stallion. I mean, that's just because he's going to chop you soon. Oh, though. he's going to chop the shit out of me. I know. <laughs> Thank you very much for being here. Good luck on Sunday. Oh, and uh, do you have a Twitter handle that you want to shout out? Uh, or yeah, uh, PacoX621 is Twitter and Instagram too. I'm not really too active on the Facebook account, so Twitter and Instagram, best way to cool. see what I'm up to. Find them there, guys. That's Paco Gonzalez. We'll be right back at Band from Ringside. This is Band from Ringside. Hey, everybody, don't forget about Soul Taco. That's Soul Taco, everybody. That is delicious Korean-Mexican fusion food. They got places in the U-City Loop, Columbia, Missouri. Two food trucks driving around St. Louis, Missouri, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, Chesterfield, Missouri. Last night, uh, my beautiful bride and I on Valentine's Day went to the Tivoli to see a movie. And beforehand, uh, because we didn't want to brave... The restaurants that were probably packed to the gills with uh, lovers. We decided to go to Soul Taco instead. Uh, Smart move. Yeah, I got the chicken burrito because I'm trying to lay off the red meat because my cholesterol is high. The chicken's good. Yeah, the chicken was <laughs> it was great. You could hardly tell the difference, You're not to be honest. No, be, be, I mean, you really couldn't tell the difference. Uh, she got the spicy pork quesadilla. We got a spicy pork burrito take home that we split for lunch today when she went to work 60 40 uh well yeah something like that 70 30 i cut it at an angle but she, <laughs> just to hide she it. doesn't really look because i pack her lunch but anyway everybody go to soul taco man it's delicious it's got a great atmosphere um it was packed and it didn't take very long at all to get our food and i when i say not long at all i mean three to four minutes it was awesome. Go to Soul Taco, friend of the show, sponsor of the show, Soul Taco, St. Louis, uh, Missouri, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois. Get yourself some at some Soul Taco. This is banned from ringside. So, uh, next thing, thank you, Paco Gonzalez, first of all, for uh That was a lot of fun. Yeah, chatting. man, he was awesome. That's dope. He lives in my town. Didn't realize we're both Edwardsville boys. So. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, can't wait to... Uh, Run into him at the stag grand. A lot younger than I thought he was. Absolutely, like you said, with the uh, ring work that I, he I does. Mean, I figured he was twenty seven or twenty eight, but twenty three is especially because I've been watching him for a couple of years. So yeah, I mean, he was in high school five years ago. <laughs> Absolutely, um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, big shout out to him, and I can't wait for Glory Pro on Sunday for sure. We'll be there. Come come out and say hi, guys. With bells on and yep, we passing stickers and. I have Monday off, so I'm going to be getting turned. Tied on. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, anyway, uh, we'll do a little bit of uh, odds and ends here just to close out the show. One thing I wanted to talk about, uh, Belzer has reported there's a big rumor going around that WWE pay-per-views very soon are going to be co-branded. 
which means Raw and SmackDown on the same pay-per-view every time, all the B-shows, not just the big four, and they're going to be a one-hour pre-show with a four-hour main show. And I'm sure the big four are going to be even longer. Are you pro or anti this? So if you want to take a look at my legal pad here, I wrote pros on one side and cons on the other. Why would you just read them to me? How many pros do you see? It's a big old blank yellow spot. Uh, nothing. Yes, yeah. I see nothing. Yeah, so... Why don't you read me your cons? As it, this is just terrible to me for a lot of reasons. Uh, let me write this down and not show it to you just so nobody thinks we're cheating. Okay, so yeah, and I'm gonna. Bill's writing down a couple things that uh, he does not like about this. In the meantime, no, I'm I, gonna write down the things I like about. Oh, you it like also. about it? Well, great. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Do okay. It. All right. Go ahead. All right. So, uh, don't cons. mind me. I'm just writing. Cons are one hour pre-show plus a four hour main event. Obviously, this is longer than like a typical fast lane or a typical roadblock or whatever the fuck they want to call it. Mm-hmm. That already is doing the exact opposite thing that we talk about how NXT does so well by having a tighter show in a in a shorter show. So we already talk about the big fours as being too long-winded. So now they're going to smash everybody together and it's going to be even more long-winded every single pay-per-view. Yep. Con. Yes. Uh more matches means more rushed matches, not enough time for these guys. Are they going to give the guys that deserve 20 25 minutes? That long? Absolutely not. Uh, there's less place for non-title matches, which means less place for mid-carters and low-mid-carters, which in turn means less TV time for them, too, because why would they have them on TV whenever you're leading up to the pay-per-view because you're trying to get your buy rates up for WWE Network? So why would you feature low- and mid-carters whenever you have to do stipulation matches and keep these feuds hot until the pay-per-view? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, this is just coming from the guy who says that he wants to turn football into a two hour show because people can't sit through a three hour football game. So he wants every fucking WWE show to be five hours. That's my main gripe. All right. Uh, can I just say that you are absolutely positively 100% right about everything? (laughs) There is, there's, now you can see what I wrote while you were while you were thinking. Nice. How, how many pros so, are there? There's no pros. There's not a single pro that can happen from them uh, melding the two brands together for pay-per-views again. No. First of all, they never really gave the two brands a true pay-per-view split because they always tried to get too cute. And this is evidenced by... And I, I hate to bring up 205 Live, but 205 Live this week, 205 Live has been helmed by a Triple H for three weeks. This week, they had a Mark Andrews Akira Tozawa match that lasted 18 minutes or something, and it was effing great. I saw your tweet about it, and I actually haven't watched the last two 205 Lives. Besides it being Oscar season, I haven't had the time to actually sit down and watch them and give them the credit that I think they will be due. Then the main event was Tony Nese versus Drew Gulak, which was another great match. What happened? You know what happens when you give guys that can wrestle 15 minutes to tell a story? All of a sudden, they turn it into a great match. They start telling stories. So, yeah, they start telling stories. So I agreed with you on too long. Um, I agree with you that I, I think that this is like a panic move by Vince McMahon. I, I just don't think Vince McMahon sees the big picture which is what people people want to people don't wrestling fans now like to watch big matches. 
They like to watch guys put it all out there. Even like, even in a 205 Live environment, when you have Akira Tozawa versus Mark Andrews, who was a guy that WWE audiences had no idea who he was. Yeah, I mean, you got to really be Marks to know Mark Andrews. You're not a casual WWE I fan. I didn't know who he was. Knowing who he is. I I'll mean, be honest. UK guy. I mean, part of the UK tournament, great matches, you know, Trent Seven, you know, part of that whole group. But the biggest problem with uh, melding the brands is they just have too much talent. And you're not, you're not letting this talent breathe. There's going to be a lot of Roman Reigns having 30, 20-minute matches. There's going to be a lot of Seth Rollins. I love Seth Rollins. But you know what? I love a ton of other dudes, too. Absolutely. Like, I love Rusev, and Rusev has been doing basically nothing. I mean, he gets a pay-per-view match every once in a while, and he'll get SmackDown matches every once in a while. But how great would it be to watch Rusev versus somebody for 15 or 18 minutes on the pay-per-view? This is a bad idea. Yeah, this is actually with plus if you have this many guys, you need more belts. I'm a fan of more belts. I know people don't like the US title. I know Tender Mahal doesn't like the US title. I know that there's I know that sometimes if everybody has a title, then it's like nobody has a title. But they literally the WWE roster is eighty people deep. Yeah, I'm on the fence about the more belts thing, and if they were keeping with the brand split, I could maybe see it, especially if you didn't wrestle for the belts every month. Like, you know, we were getting a pay-per-view every two weeks for a while, and they talked about cooling that down, and us just getting a pay-per-view every month, back and forth on the Raw and SmackDown, having the co-branded Big Four, but if they're going to co-brand everything, I mean, you're looking at what, at least eight title matches? I mean... I hate fancy booking too much, but what if you had just like, what if the 205 live belt was always a tournament and the guy who had the belt didn't have to fight or just fought every once in a while and then you always had a tournament leading up to it? You know what I mean? King of the Ring was always cool. I miss King of the Ring. Everybody always loved it, right? I could do away with Roadblocker as much as I liked what was the one Great Balls of Fire and it turned out to be a really good show. I could do without it and just do King of the Ring. Well, yeah, and like the U.S. title tournament, all of a sudden everybody started paying attention because every match meant something. Yeah, matches when matches don't mean anything, that's when people stop caring, and that's the problem with WWE. One of the problems with them, even though I love WWE, but one of the problems with is that they have these matches on Raw that don't mean anything, and then I can tune out and turn on figure skating. Or curling. Figure skating. I'm a curling guy. Anyway, we're digressing. Um, I'm a, you guys can't see me right now, but I'm doing figure skating moves. Uh, <laughs> so uh, did you see the Braun Strowman versus Elias segment? Because that was oh, probably my favorite segment of the week. It was the best segment. I mean, Raw's done in a minute. And I just wrote on here, Braun Cello. I mean, how fucking fantastic was, is that? It was really good. Plus, not only is it clever, um, because Braun having a cello and playing it like a guitar just makes sense because he's so massive, but you have the two most organically over guys in the same segment. I'm pointing at you right now. Yes. You're pointing hard. Yes. That is that I loved it immensely because Elias's mega over, Braun's mega over. Giving Braun a cello to play like a guitar is one of those things that they'll be showing in raw retrospect 
yeah, raw, videos forever. Raw they will 30, always just it'll yeah, be on Raw 30. Just hold just him holding the cello. Even if it it popped the crowd. But even if it didn't pop the crowd, it's gonna be one of those things that they're just gonna show forever. I might get and a tattooed. Now uh oh, I think uh Jason Bell just walked in the door. Now ah Braun Strowman. Now he's supposed to be a monster. He's supposed to be a monster, and you're gonna have him playing a cello. You gotta have him playing a cello. You gotta have him playing a cello. He's gonna be playing a cello. He's gonna be playing a cello. <laughs> it was both hilarious and incredibly racist. <laughs> no, that's what it sounds like, man. <laughs> but I thought it was cool. I didn't think it took away. I think he's a big baby face. I always thought he was a big baby face, even when he was fighting Roman. They tried to make him a heel. The guy is super over, and I think it kind of showcases his personality a little bit more. Oh yeah, because he's not the guy that he's Vince not, has been portraying him as. You see him in like shoot interviews. He's and not stuff. Snitsky. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. Yeah, he's not Heidenreich. He's not Snitsky. He's a big dude that's a lot of fun. That I mean, he has the potential to be massive. And Braun versus Elias, while it probably never happened because they'll always go back to add two starts as long as we're alive. Yeah. Braun versus Elias could be a main event at WrestleMania. Oh someday. man, it would be phenomenal. Right now, I don't think it does anything for those two guys. You're telling me <laughs> that Braun versus Elias is going to be a main event at WrestleMania. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, Jason, I think it'll be a main event. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. That's why you're in last place. That's why you're in last place. Um, I'm dying. Aren't you glad that Gable and Benjamin interrupted the New Day's pancake eating contest this I, week? I am not. Not at all. You um, were into that? Oh, no. It, not really. It's just uh, I don't love Gable and Benjamin together so much. Like I think Jad Gable needs to be on his own. Um, that's the main thing. I think they, they are a great team, and they do really well together because they both can fucking go. But, I mean, Chad Gable should just be a single star. And at this point, having them feud with the New Day is fine like as a placeholder, but it doesn't do anything for anybody. Okay, I'm going to name a bunch of things real fast um, because we don't have very much time. Do it. I mean, because Paco Gonzalez took all of our goddamn time. I know. Uh, there were a few things that happened this week, and then we're going to do birthdays, and we got to get out of here. Cena fought Miz in a cool match. Uh, uh, we had the five way to find out who was the last person in the elimination That's chamber. A big deal. We had uh, Dolph Ziggler and beat Sami Zayn, and we had Baron Corbin beat Kevin Owens. What would you like to talk about for the last three minutes? Uh, real quick, um, even though it might not be the most important thing, it is so refreshing to see Seth Rollins in singles competition again. Yeah. And it's great that he's in this Elimination Chamber match. I think it makes the match more interesting, even though I think you guys mentioned Finn Balor going over. I think him being in it drastically lowers Finn's chances. Do you think they're going to change the chamber to make seven chamber or to make five chambers instead of four chambers? Or do you think they're going to start off the match with three people and keep the chamber as it is? The way budgets are going with them getting rid of Pyro, they'll probably just keep the four and then and start, start out start with off the three way. guys. Yeah. It's okay. okay. We'll start with the three way. That's the creative team. Like, they started singing the three-way song from... Like Triple Threats, huh? Yeah, Triple Threats. All right. Um, what do you think about... Uh, the scene of Miz match was awesome. Oh, it yeah. It was super awesome. It was a it was a main event style match. Um, what do you think about... They're going to follow up the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view with a main event with seven guys with the Fastlane pay-per-view, which is a main event with five guys. Yes. And how is this fair in kayfabe 
to AJ Styles. Not at all. And it's funny because and AJ in Styles K-Fabe, wasn't on SmackDown. No. And what's funny is kayfabe wise, I can just imagine like Vince coming out and saying like, "Does AJ need to bash your head through a window, Shane?" Because I mean, he already did it once. Like, right. <laughs> right. Like, do you need? Does he need more reason to beat your fucking ass again? Right. Because it doesn't make any sense. Now, it, I think that they're doing it to get them away from painting themselves into a corner, so it's not just KO and Sami Zayn. So the addition of a couple more guys makes it a little bit more interesting, but it's not fair. Um, and they a, did paint themselves into a corner because we're the. I mean, SmackDown really does more with less all the time. The fact that I can, I'm still interested in the end of SmackDown every week, even though there's really only three main event guys on the card, is impressive. Sure, I will say, uh, I want to thank a redditor that I saw, or maybe somebody on Twitter. Uh, this set the scene for me because uh, I want this AJ Nakamura WrestleMania so bad. Uh, so here's the promo that they should cut. It's a promo video. AJ Styles in the locker room. The phenomenal one taking a phenomenal two. He's in the stall. <laughs> a manila envelope slides under. He picks it up, opens it. It's a facial shot of Shinsuke Nakamura and it says, I'm going to beat you at WrestleMania. <laughs> Kishasha off the toilet. Fade to black. That's going to do it for us, everybody. Uh, thanks for Fade tuning to in to Band from Ringside. We know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you the time that you've taken to listen to ours. Rabbit fever. For Shock City Studios. I got to do the checks? Yeah, you got to do checks. Check. For Shock City Studios. Check. For Sam the Yaller Mall. Check. For Soul Taco. Check. For JD Twigs. Check. For Paco Gonzalez. Check. For Chris Denman. Check. For Jason Cornelius Bell. Not check. For no, two sorry. beers. Check. For two beers, Zach Pullman. Check. I am Bill Vegi. Everybody, thanks for listening. And everybody, Fade to play. Dummy Hills. Oh, and happy birthday, Viscera. 